Ciao Claudia. Ciao Anand. Uh, very nice to see you. Very nice to see you too. <laughs> it's a great pleasure. Yeah. Yes. So today my guest is uh, Claudia Archetti. She's an yes. associate professor in OR at ESSEC Business School in Paris, France. She was previously associate professor at the University of Brescia for a long time. Uh, she teaches courses for undergraduate, master, and PhD students in OR and logistics. Her scientific activity uh, are models and algorithms for VRPs, uh, mixed integer mathematical programming models for the minimization of the sum of inventory and transportation costs in logistic networks, exact and heuristic algorithms for supply chain management, reoptimization of combinator optimization problems. Claudia has carried out the scientific activity in collaboration with Italian and foreign colleagues and published joint papers with some of the best researchers at international level. She's the author of more than 70 papers in international journals. She was an area editor of CNR, and now she's associate editor of Omega, Transportation Science, Networks, Top, and Euro Journal of Computational Optimization, and member of the editorial board of EJOR. Claudia is VIP3 of Euro, and she's in charge of publications and communication. Claudia, grazie mille. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's, it's a great honor. Uh, how are you? Oh, first of all, uh, let me thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation. First, let me thank you for the initiative. I find it really a great initiative. I'm not the only one. I think you received a lot of, I mean, uh, good words from many colleagues who are appreciating a lot what you're doing. Uh, it's, it's, it's really something new and so beautiful and positive for, for us, for the community in general, for young people especially. And uh, yeah, so thank you for that. Uh, and um, I'm yeah. pleased and honored to be here. And uh, coming back to your, to your question, how are you? I'm <laughs> very well, thank you. Uh, yes. Yes, I, yes, I appreciate very much your words. Uh, I think it's very hot there. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Here, uh, the 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 let's say the famous Italian summer already started <laughs> last week, so it's very hot and humid. It's thirty-five degrees, mm -hmm. but I cannot complain. I love summer. I love uh, the sun. I love. Uh, Fortunately, I'm also living close to a lake, and then mm -hmm. I can enjoy being there in the weekend. So yeah, it's hot, but that's definitely. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yes, so yes. tell me, uh, are you from Brescia? No, uh, I I was born and grown up, and I currently live in a small village, which is uh, let's say around twenty kilometers west from Brescia, close to this lake I was mentioning earlier. That is the Lake of Iseo. The village is the village of Bornato. It's a very small one uh, with less than five thousand people living oh. and so yeah yeah so i was born and grown up here uh and also when i got married i i moved from my former house to the distance from my former out to my current house is less than one kilometer so okay. <laughs> yeah yes. so right now you're there yes exactly i'm i'm here at home 
uh, yes, uh, I, I spent, I, as many other people, uh, I spent at home the last uh, one and a half year uh, because of the pandemic. And now, yes, I'm here and this is my my place. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I assume your parents are from that place originally. And uh, what did they do for a living? Okay, so yes, my, my parents uh, are both, they, they, they born uh, in the same village as me. So uh, my, my father used to be a worker working in a manufacturing, car manufacturing company in Brescia, in the city. He's now retired, he retired around uh, a little bit before 2000. Uh, while my, my mother was a housewife, so she was working just a bit before getting married and that stopped when getting married. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, they, they are both from this village and uh, they, they... So they're they, traditional they Italian family? Exactly, traditional Italian family. Uh, my family is a traditional Italian one. And uh, yes, mm -hmm. uh, and as Italian have... tradition, when I got married, I married my husband, who is also from the same village. And uh, I moved one kilometer away from my parents. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, you have any brothers? Yes, uh, I'm, uh, I have one brother who is three years older than me and uh, a young brother uh, who is almost 10 years younger than me. Okay. So I'm the second one in the family, the only female because they mm -hmm. have two brothers. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was, um, yeah, it was mm, good to have two brothers. Mm, I would have loved also maybe to have one sister, but things happen like this. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's out of our control. Uh, what did you do uh, when growing up in, in the village? Uh, yeah, uh, in the village. So up to, let's say, or you know that in, in Italy, we have elementary school, what we call medium school and then high school. Mm -hmm. Up to medium school, I was attending elementary school and medium school in the village. And we have the schools here in the village. Then for high school, uh, I moved to, to Brescia. I mean, I was commuting to Brescia every day. Mm -hmm. So uh, I did uh, what we call in, in Italy Istituto Tecnico, that is kind of, it's not a lyceum, but uh, it's a more, let's say, practical oriented mm -hmm. high school. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, yeah, in Brescia, mm -hmm. uh, which was, let's say, kind of the, the matter was kind of business, let's say business mm -hmm. management, uh, high school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it seems that in your case, uh, uh going to, to the university was not uh, exactly an option. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is, this is, uh, um, let's say an interesting story, I would say. Okay. So, um, in, in Italy, but I think this is most, more or less the same, at least in all European countries. Um, when you start the high school, if you right at the beginning think that you want to continue your studies or going to the universities, then you will choose a lycée. Because they prepare the students 
one, uh, the, with the goal of preparing them to give university study. This was not my case at the age of 14. So I, I mean, I was 14. Uh, I was totally thinking about enjoying life and that's it. So yeah, um, but I was also not pushed by my parents to do something, let's say, more, um, let's say, from one point of view, harder, let's say, but also something preparing me for the university study. So I decided to go to this Instituto Tecnico. And then what happened? Uh, my, my older brother, he also attended an Instituto Tecnico as a high school. And uh, uh, remember, he's three years older than me. And when he finished his studies uh, at high school, he was 19. Uh, my, my mother, my mother has always been, I, I say my mother because my mother has always been the strong, let's say, member of the family. Uh, she asked him, okay, uh, you, you finished your study, congratulations. Now, what would you like to do? Would you like to go to work or continue your studies to the university? And my brother said, no, 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 I don't want to, to go to the university. I will go working. Uh, and she said, okay. I mean, she just, I mean, accepted his mm -hmm. decision. And that was uh, how the, the things went with, with my brother. So when three years later, I finished my study, I was expect, expecting to get the same question from, from my mother, from my parents, but especially from my mother. But then I realized that this question was not coming. So at some point, I, I went to my mother and asked, why aren't you asking me the same question that you asked to Massimo, my, my brother? So went to, if you, I went you protested to too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was asking, why, why, why don't you ask me the same question if I want to continue to the university or not? To the university or not? I have to say, still at 19, I was, uh, I, I had a very vague idea of what could be my, my future. So yeah, I was not really decided about a specific path I wanted to take in my life. But I noticed that she was not asking me about the, the, if I wanted to continue or not with the university. So I asked her, why aren't you asking me? And her answer was, because you were a woman, you don't need to study. I said, what? What are oh. you saying? No, I will never accept such an answer that now I want to go to the university. That was my answer. And she was not angry or she was, she, she take it really relaxed. And she told me, okay, if you want to continue, you continue. Um, I don't agree with your decision, but if you want to do it, do it. But you have to manage yourself. So you have to pay your studies, uh, manage yourself, your studies at the university. I will not put any obstacle on you. If you want to do it, you will do it. But you have to manage and you pay uh, to pay your studies. Mm -hmm. And this is what I did at the end. So mm -hmm. I decided to, at that point, at that very specific point, I decided, no, now I want to continue my studies. I've always been good at school. Mm. Especially in math, I mm -hmm. always loved math mm -hmm. since since the very beginning, since I was at the elementary school. Uh -huh. So I was good, but uh, as I as I was mentioning, I was uh, still at nineteen. I was still thinking of what could be my future, etc. Mm -hmm. But then, when I received this answer from my mother, I said, "No, now I want to continue. I will do the. Uh, I will continue to the university." 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you, uh, yeah. you you had to find a way to to pay for your studies. And yes. Exactly. So how you you came up with a solution? Uh, yeah. Then and then yeah. This is another good point. Then I I started to to think about what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I had to pay everything related to my studies. Uh, so I said, okay. Given that this is the case, I have to find something which is in Brescia because I will not be able to pay all the studies, uh, everything related to my studies, if I, in the, on top of that, I have to move. Mm-hmm. So I have to, to, to choose among the, 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 the faculties or the programs that are available in Brescia. And in Brescia, there are two universities. One is the public university and one is private. So I had to choose the public university mm-hmm. because the private one was too expensive. And uh, in the public university, we, we had and we still have the economic faculty, the law, uh, engineering and, uh, and medicine. And so I choose the economic faculty and the economic program. I have to say that, as I was mentioning, I love mathematics. So I would have preferred to, start ma- to study mathematics, but this was not possible due to these constraints. But at the end, I'm very happy about this decision because uh, I think that it was indeed a good decision because in economics, you see many different things. It helps really a lot opening your mind. And so mm-hmm. I was happy about that. And then coming back to your question about how I, 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 I paid my studies, mm-hmm. I, I started giving private lessons mm-hmm. to students, uh, to students in the village and also to students in, in, uh, in Brescia. Uh, yeah, uh, specifically, the, 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 um, there was a, a professor uh, from, from the high school. Uh, she asked me uh, when I was finishing my study, OK, you know, I have a son. He's 10. Uh, I'm, ne- I'm never at home. He needs someone helping him with the homeworks. Would you be available? And I said, yes. So he was my first student uh-huh. as private lessons, but then I, I also had many others one in the village. So uh, then um, I, I, I organized my life during the university studies this way. In the afternoon, I was always giving from Monday to Friday, sometimes also on Saturday, private lessons in the afternoon. And then the rest of the, the time was uh, dedicated to studying. Mm-hmm. And uh, attending classes when it was possible for me <laughs> attending them, because of course I couldn't do that in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I also from time to time skipped only also classes in the morning because I wanted to have some time to, to, to study. So mm-hmm. this, this was how I managed to, 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 uh, to pay my yeah. studies. It went well, yeah. it went well. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, yes, yeah, this very is... very challenging to to yeah. you know to find uh, the income to pay for your studies in general, and then also find the time to uh, study and dedicate uh, your efforts, uh, you know, to to take the classes and to prepare for exams. And talking yeah. about exams, uh, <laughs> you met a very special person during the first exam uh, you did at the yes. university. Yes, exactly. So, okay, let's let's 
uh, describe the entire background of this first exam I had during my um, studies at university. Okay, the first exam was the exam on mathematics. The uh, course, the, let's call it basic or introductory course to mathematics in the program of economics. And this was and is by far considered by the students of the economics program the most difficult exam. Mm-hmm. Because it's mathematics, uh, I also have to say that maybe, um, let's say, a large portion of the students attending economic studies, they are not that fan of mathematics. I was. But I was hearing all the other students around. At that time, when I started the university studies, the first year of economics program, we were more than 1,000 students, wow. so a, a large group of students. So you have to, 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 to imagine having 1,000 students for that exam. On top of that, you had the students that failed the exam in the former years, and there were plenty of them. <laughs> so I had friends, also some friends who were older than me, and they were failing the exam mm-hmm. four or five times, so they, they, they were keeping telling me, okay, the this exam is, is, is extremely difficult, especially because you didn't do the Lyceum, you come from Instituti Technico, you don't have the background. This is going to be extremely difficult for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you have to panic. They, they told me, you have to be panic. I was not, because I was feeling quite prepared for the exam, but they, they were insisting, say, well, it's too difficult. So, and so at the end, I arrived at the exam that I was quite, you know, quite a little bit, uh, nervous. Nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And um, okay. And then the exam. I told you we were more than one thousand students. At that time, the the, the university of uh, the, the, the faculty of economics of the University of Brescia uh, didn't have yet the, the the very nice building in which it is located now. So uh, there were many rooms that were spread around the city. Okay, they're scattered. And you scattered had to... around the city, uh-huh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And especially when there was such huge exam, uh, it was organized in, the, I mean, we students were split in more than 10 groups in different rooms scattered around the city. Mm-hmm. And by chance, in my room, we were, I think, less than 100 students. And the supervisor of that room <laughs> was the person <laughs> Then, then was my mentor, and uh, I, I, I mean, uh, I mean, very famous a person, role, uh, very famous <laughs> person with a huge role in my life, professional life. Uh, Grazia, Grazia yeah. Speranza. So Grazie. she was there. She was also, I mean, the the, the professor of the course. But uh, it was, it was by chance that she was supervising exactly the room in which I had the exam. Okay, so she was there. Uh, you know her, right? Uh, because yeah. she was also one of yeah. your, your guests. Yeah. Uh, and you know, she, she can be, I mean, you, you have to imagine a 90 year old student at her first exam at university. And then Grazia, that, you know, she, she can be really serious. Yeah, I know. And, 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 uh, I mean, and she's I was tall quite, and all that. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I was quite nervous. And then at the exam, uh, at all the exam, when, when you, are, uh, you are about to enter into the room, uh, 
uh, they call you by name and you have to go to the professor and show your your, your, your badge identification or something badge exactly so and on my university badge i had a picture like me the year this way but since i had to do the exam i did the ponytail uh -huh. because i didn't want the air to disturb me during the exam so i went there i went to her showing my badge and she extremely serious she told me no, but uh, it's not you uh, i mean you the, the the picture in your badge is not exactly you you have the ponytail mm -hmm. i was i became completely white i think <laughs> and she told me i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, and this was the first time I met Gracia, and I will never Beautiful forget story. about that. Yeah, yeah wonderful. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for sharing this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's that's yeah. very nice. Uh, yeah. But then uh, it didn't take that long for you to get married. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So uh, at the age of twenty-one. Um, I got married in, uh, in, in uh, at the age of 21 in September when I was about to start the third year of my studies at university. At that time, we didn't have the the current system in which you have three plus two. It was just a, a single, let's say, term of mm -hmm. four years. So I was at the beginning of the third year of my studies, and I. I, I I already knew my husband since long, but we decided to, to get married. I mean, he just told me, well, we are together since long. Why don't we get married? I said, yes, why not? So I got married at, at, at the age of 21st, uh, in the middle of my studies. And I, I, yeah. Yeah, I was your mom was happy about that? No, even in this case, she was not. Okay. <laughs> So coming back to, to the, 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 let's say, the, what I was telling you before, that I mean, I did my studies, even if she did not agree with me. Oh, well, first I want to say that, of course, I was really upset when, when, when getting this answer from her. But then uh, when, with time, I was thinking about that and I mean, this was clearly her way of viewing the life. It was grown in an environment where this was normal, right? Mm -hmm. But what is positive is that she accepted my decision. And then when she, she realized that I was doing very well at the university, I was managing, uh, working, and going on with the exams, I was getting very good grades. I mean, she was proud of me. Oh. I mean, so she completely revised her point of view, her uh, way of seeing what I was doing. And so she was proud of me. Yeah, At the point that, that when, I, when I told her, okay, I'm going to get married, she, she again didn't agree with that because mm -hmm. she said, why? Uh, you are going so well at the, at the university. You are doing so well at your studies. If, you're going, if you get married, you will stop your studies. I said, why? I mean, we, we didn't decide to get married because we wanted to have a baby. This was not, I mean, I, I had my first daughter later on, seven years later. Mm -hmm. uh, so we wanted to get married just because we decided to get mm -hmm. married. Mm -hmm. And so I told her, why should this be the case? I'm going to live with my husband, but that's it. I mean, uh, the life in two persons shouldn't be that 
more, yeah. let's say, time consuming than being at home with you. I mean, what's, mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. we are sharing everything in the daily life. So, I mean, I don't think, I think you're not right. I think I will perfectly continue with my studies even if I get married. And so again, even if she did not agree, I decided to get married. And again, she said, okay, if you want to do that, do that, mm -hmm. I, I will, I will, yeah. let's say, who is going to be right at the end of, of course, I was right at the <laughs> end because I succeeded. I succeeded continuing with my studies. And again, of course, at the end, she was right. very happy and proud mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. So you got married before learning OR and coding. That's yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's definitely right. Because, yes, that's definitely right at the time. When I was a university student, I didn't even have a PC at home. Wow. I didn't have it. No, no. Well, uh, let's say from the, from the kind of studies that I was doing, I didn't need it. I didn't feel the need. Uh, so I didn't have it. Mm -hmm. It was just when, um, when I reached the point of having to work on my master's thesis that then I had to have a PC and I had to, to, uh, yeah. to work on the computer, but this was much later yeah, than yeah. getting married. Yes. Yeah. yes you yes. took yeah. uh, your course with, uh, with Grazia. Yeah, Grazia. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this was uh, at the beginning of the third year of my studies. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I have to say is that OR, the course of OR, um, was not compulsory for the curriculum that I, 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 I choose. So I, um, there were different curricula in, uh, in the economics program. I, I choose, of course, the most quantitative one sure. because I, I loved it. But OR was not a mandatory course there. Mm -hmm. It was an optional one. Uh, but then why I decided to, to, to take the course? First, because it was math and I love math. Uh, and then because I, because I knew the professor, mm -hmm. uh, Grazia, I knew that she, she, she's, a, she's a, an excellent professor. I mean, we as a community know her for her research activity, for her seminars, presentation, for her achievements. But I can tell you, I had her as a professor and she's an excellent professor. So I knew that. So I decided, well, two positive things together makes the choice. Mm -hmm. So I decided to, to, um, to, to, to get the operations research course. And in addition, this was one of the very few courses that I attended because <laughs> as I was saying before, I had to skip many classes, mm -hmm. but this I said, no, I, this I want to attend the course. So I attended all lectures of operations research course and um, I liked it so much that at the end, uh, when I was when I was doing the exam of OR, it consisted in a written exam first and then a neural exam later. So when I finished the exam, Grazia asked me, she asked me, why did you choose the OR course, given that it was not mandatory for, for your curriculum? I said, yeah, because uh, I liked the, 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 I liked the topic. And also because I would like to ask you if you accept me, my, my supervisor for my master thesis. And she said, yes, yes, so I, 
uh, of course, I, I'm pleased because I was doing well in, in the course. Under certain conditions? Uh, under, under conditions. I, I was putting some conditions because I knew that, I, I heard there were rumors that <laughs> if you had a master thesis uh, with a professor from the quantitative department, let's say, then you had to do some programming, some coding. And as I was mentioning, I didn't even have a PC at home. So I had no idea of what was coding. I've never, I've never seen it in earlier in, in my life. So I said, okay, uh, I, would, I would really love to, to have a thesis with you, but I don't want to code because I, I'm not able. I, I never did it. I, I barely can uh, switch on a computer, and th th so I don't want to do that. And she said, don't worry, no problem. Two months later, I was coding. <laughs> that's, so that's, that's, that's the story. Yeah. yeah. So I started my, my, th my thesis, and two months later, I was coding. Yeah. That. Uh, that was for finishing the undergraduate uh, degree? Yeah, it was an undergraduate and master together. Together, was, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you study, yeah. you st this when you started to study routing and uh, okay. optimization? Uh, okay, yes. So the, the thesis was uh, in OR, so it was clearly on optimization. Uh, more specifically, at the time, Grazza was involved in a, in a huge project uh, which was related to routing, transportation mm -hmm. and routing. Mm -hmm. And so my thesis was about uh, a very simple problem uh, that then became in a more general setting the topic of my PhD thesis afterwards. Yeah. But it was a very simple routing problems with uh, um, some simple assumption for coupling customers and so on. So the, the, this, this was the topic of my thesis. The, uh, specifically, it was related to an application uh, in waste collection. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, so, so um, this was the, 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 the yeah, the, 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 the topic was kind of planning routes for vehicles that are doing waste collection. This mm. was the, the topic of my, mm. my master thesis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you had to, to, I, to learn how to code. Uh, I think you yeah. started with Fortran, then uh, yeah. you went to to see and you coded your first uh, model integer programming model in in C using the callable library from Cplex and this is not an easy task at all uh, no 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 so no. it's very impressive uh, that you, you were able to accomplish this uh, task uh, at that time yeah it was it was hard but it was also fun because uh, when I started coding as uh, as you as you mentioned my first coding part for this problem related to waste collection. I, I coded it in Fortran. Uh, how I did it, given that I had no skills at all in coding, where I was, oh, okay. Um, fortunately, uh, I, I had gratis supervisor who gave me some, some, let's say, hints of what some books, also something to, to learn about how to, to write pieces of code. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had her help and also the help of my co-supervisor, who is Renata Mancini, mm -hmm. again from the University of Brescia, yes. She also helped, helped me a lot in this part. 
So uh, this way, I was capable of building a very, very basic code for kind of heuristic for this waste collection problem. I was studying my master thesis. And then at some point, uh, uh, Grazia told me, OK, this, this heuristic is OK, but now you have to compare it with the access solution. So you have to implement the model in CPEC. I said, oh, OK. <laughs> so and, and then. Uh, and then uh, I, I asked the help to to, to Renata, and uh, so so she 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 helped me in um, understanding and finding out what is uh, the callable library and how you can mm -hmm. do some of coding yeah. in the callable. So what did you do after completing your masters? Okay, uh, then. I got my master's degree in December uh, 1998. Mm. Uh, and during the, when, when I was studying and uh, for my master's thesis, uh, well, I noticed that I liked it a lot. And I discovered there during the, the studies for my master's thesis, I discovered the possibility, the opportunity of continuing with a PhD. And mm -hmm. I said, why not? I like it. So uh, I was, I discussed this with Grazia and she, she was in favor of that. Uh, but the point was that I, I got the degree in uh, December uh, 1998. Mm. And the PhD program started, I mean, in September or October. So I missed that, that, let's say, the kind of deadline for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. So I had to wait for the next PhD cycle, the, the year, uh, the next year for, for applying to a PhD. So in the meantime, so I had kind of one uh, empty year to fill mm -hmm. in. So what I did was I, I had an internship in a, in a public utility company, let's say the company of the city of Brescia who is managing uh, different things uh, like uh, public transportation, mobility systems, but also this company is managing the waste collection service mm. in the city. And uh, of course, I, I got in contact with them be because of the fact that my master thesis was inside the project that I was involved in. So she already had contact with them. And so, I mean, she, 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 met, she told me that there was this opportunity of getting an internship there. So I applied, I got the internship. Um, and this was also a nice experience because during, I spent one year with this company in practice since the end of my master thesis up to the, the time at which I started the PhD the, uh, uh, the next year. Um, and what I did during this year was um, that they, they, they gave me, they wanted to, um, to have kind of a software, very basic software mm -hmm. for scheduling the routes of mm -hmm. the vehicles. Mm -hmm. So, and this is what I did. I, I was uh, uh, dedicated to this project. Mm -hmm. So I developed the code. In this case, it was in Visual Basic mm -hmm. because they needed a, let's say, kind of friendly uh, sorry, friendly interface, mm -hmm. user interface. Mm -hmm. So I was using yeah. Excel spreadsheet and interacting with some code in Visual Basic. So I developed this code. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I, I found it interesting because this was exactly applying the kind of ideas that I had during the master's thesis for developing something that 
yeah, it should be so used practical. in practice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, were you still uh, giving private uh, classes during that period? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. yes. I, I continued, I started giving private lessons when I started my university studies and I continued up to the mm -hmm. starting of the PhD. When Oops. I started the PhD, I, I of course stopped mm -hmm. because, uh, yeah, yeah, because sure. uh, but I had the fund. Mm -hmm. Why did you the, learn from that experience? From the private lessons experience, yeah, it was, it was tough, of course, uh, but um, I think it gave me a lot because what I learned is that I think with most of the, the, the students that I had during this period, I was successful, in meaning that they were happy mm -hmm. with me, with the way I was teaching with them. And the, I, I think the main point is that I realized that it, to me, it, it's very important to create a connection with the student. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, of course there is the, 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 the topic uh, that you have to, to, to teach to the student, the, uh, uh, related to the difficulty of the student. But um, uh, on top of that, um, it, to me, it's important to understand, uh, to try to understand what is the interest of the student, uh, to try to um, figure out what is the way of thinking so that you can better also realize what are the doubts and the difficulties. Mm -hmm. So creating a connection with the student was extremely important to me when I was given the private lessons, of course, I learned it after a while because uh, it took me a while to mm -hmm. understand that yeah. it was it's really normal. important. But this was, uh, this meant a lot to me because this was also, this has always been since that moment on my, my way of teaching. Mm -hmm. Also when I, when afterwards I got my position, when I started giving courses at the university, mm -hmm. To me, it has always been extremely important. Even when, uh, when you have large classes, I was also teaching to very large classes. And of course, in this case, it's, it's, it's more difficult, right? To create a connection, mm -hmm. but, um, but you have your students and you can see, you can see, you can realize when you are able to capture their mm -hmm. interest or mm -hmm. at least the interest of most of them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when it is the case, then you understand what is the, the, the things that um, they want to, to learn. Mm -hmm. And uh, this way, you can shape what you're teaching in such a way that they are attracted by yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. I still remember one of my first courses as assistant professor. Mm -hmm. It was a big one. It was um, a course about logistics and in which I was um, showing them some mathematical formulation of some very basic problems. Mm -hmm. So, and I still remember the faces when I, when I told to them, okay, here, let's, let's describe this problem. Okay, this is the problem. You want to decide how much you produce. How can you do that? And then I was showing them the decision, the variables, the problem formulation, and then said, okay, now let's solve it. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is the solution. This is what you have to do. They were really surprised. They they they, they saw this as a magic, and mm -hmm. this was uh, this. I was so happy to see their reaction, and I think this is important, right? Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> Great. And 
you started your PhD in, in Bergamo and uh, you started working in the, you know, on a problem that made you famous. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, this this was kind of continuation because the the the, the problem I studied during my master thesis was on the waste connection and it was about routing, of course, mm -hmm. with split deliveries. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, when 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 moving to when going continue into the PhD, uh, yeah, and uh, we decided to generalize the problem setting that I had studied during my my master thesis and it turned out to be the split delivery vehicle routing problem. So this was the the main topic of my PhD thesis, and it was the topic that I studied for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, you also uh, spent a period abroad during the, the PhD, correct? Yes, exactly. So I started the, the, the PhD in 1999. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, at that time, it was uh, uh, almost mandatory to spend a period abroad uh, during the second year. So the PhD was a three years program mm -hmm. and uh, it was like mandatory to spend the second year, almost the entire second year abroad. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, okay, and then uh, the, the, the PhD, my supervisor of the PhD was, was Grazia, of course. Mm -hmm. And so I discussed with her about my period abroad because I was married. So mm -hmm. I told her, okay, I'm, 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 I'm happy to, mm -hmm. to, to have my period abroad. Just, just that given that I'm married and my husband will stay at home, I would like to have a destination which is not too far from home so that uh, I would say, oh, please don't, don't send me to the US because <laughs> I will never come back to home. And she says, yes, of course. And this was also uh yeah uh, she 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 had a lot of contacts of course and so at the end we decided to uh fantastic place so i spent my year in lausanne mm -hmm. at the epsl the corporate federal de lausanne mm -hmm. visiting two great professors there dominique de verra and alenet mm, excellent uh yeah yeah so i had the opportunity of meeting them i i was guest of both of them Mm, but I worked mainly with uh, Alenert. Mm. Uh, yeah. mm. uh, Can you uh, briefly uh, summarize the contributions of your uh, PhD research and uh, the papers you got uh, as an outcome? Yeah. So um, uh, the during yeah, as I mentioned, the main topic of my PhD thesis was the split delivery VRP. But not only that. So uh, it was enlarged to also some other routing problems. So in fact, uh, my my first published paper comes from the the PhD thesis. It's a paper in, which was published in 2003, mm -hmm. uh, co-authored by Grazia and Luca Bertazzi, a colleague from from Brescia, and it's about reoptimizing the traveling assessment problem. So mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with what. Well, it's not split delivery VRP. It's routing, yes, mm -hmm. but it's not split delivery VRP. And this was my very first paper in 2003. But then from 2004 on, I have a series of paper all concentrated on split delivery VRP, even if it, it is not mentioned split delivery in the title. It's mm -hmm. just because we were not using yet the 
the, the name, let's say, split delivery VRP. Mm -hmm. So my second paper, uh, there is 2004, and it is on a problem which is the split delivery VRP, even if we didn't call it like this, we call it the skip, the, the skip collection problem. Mm -hmm. And Was that a, a paper, paper with uh, three ladies from Brescia? Exactly. It was. <laughs> it is a paper with three ladies, which is quite unusual, and all the three from Brescia. It was me, uh, Renata, and Grazia, and this was published in uh, in uh, in George. Mm. Uh, yeah, and uh, that, yeah, that that was. Uh, I, I'm very proud about this paper. The mm. three ladies from Brescia. Uh, even if I have to say that um, in in, in, the, in my career. I, of course, have a number of papers with two ladies, me and Gladia. We have plenty <laughs> sure. of them together. Uh -huh. uh, so I, I did not count how many of them I have with Gladia, but a lot of them. But I also have quite a few papers with three ladies. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have nine papers with, with three co-authors, and all the three co-authors are ladies. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's unusual and, uh, and very, very inspiring. Uh, yeah. So that's, I mean, you did a fantastic PhD. Uh, you basically yeah. established yourself as a researcher and uh, made important contributions to a very important uh, VRP variant. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about the influence of Grazia and your friendship with her that led perhaps one of the most successful partnerships in OR. Uh, <laughs> you told me that uh, somebody else, actually somebody else uh, made a comment that Grazia put Brescia in the on the map. map. Yeah, on the map. Yeah. Uh, but you, you you have a couple of stories that kind of illustrate uh, yeah. the, the the level of uh, friendship and uh, collaboration you mm -hmm. have. Uh, yeah. Can you describe some of them, please? Yeah, sure. Uh, so um, uh, first of all, thanks for this question uh, because you give me the opportunity of giving the, the, the right tribute to Grazia. To me, uh, I think everybody knows in the community that she had a, uh, yeah, a huge role in, in, in my professional life, in my career. And uh, yeah, and I love this comment from a colleague, a friend of Grazia, who said, uh, you put Brescia on the map. That's true, that's true. She, she is a strong woman. She had really fantastic achievement and she has always been an example for me uh, because I, I was uh, I, I'm a lady too I'm a woman and I saw her so successful so determined uh, and I said yeah I mean uh, from this point of view I've been extremely lucky and uh, so we always had a strong relationship professionally speaking we thought we did and we are still doing a lot of research together but uh, yeah, our partnership, I think, uh, also benefit from the, 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 the strong personal relation that we had. And indeed, I have a number of nice, funny stories that can give you uh, like an idea of what is the, 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 the relationship that, that we have. I have plenty of them. Yeah. The first one was the one related to the exam, I already told you. Uh -huh. and, uh, and then... There's the CD one, I think. That's yes, what she told yes. me. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the CD story. Uh, it was when we... Uh, this, this is a story involving the entire operations research group of Brescia. So um, when we were celebrating the 50th birthday of Grazia, so we as a, as a group, 
decided to 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 give a, a very let's say special gift to her. <laughs> mm. So you might know that Grazia Speranza, her name is Maria Grazia Speranza, but everybody calls her Grazia because she doesn't like the name Maria. Mm -hmm. uh, and so <laughs> just to, 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 to give this special gift to her, <laughs> uh, we, we produced this CD with uh, a lot of songs with the name Maria on the title. And this was the gift for yeah, her. For that's her a very good one. Her, yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and then uh, uh, you made a prank uh, on her. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you know? exactly. This was also funny. This on, uh, on April's Fool. Mm. Uh, it was at the time in which uh, Grazia has, uh, she com uh, completed his term as dean of the faculty. She, ha she has been dean for the faculty for two terms, so for, for quite a long period. At the end of this term, she decided to have a sabbatical year. Of, mm -hmm. of course, yeah. So uh, as she had to go to sabbatical, uh, the, 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 someone had to cover her courses in the programs. And uh, I had one of them. And shortly, and this, this was decided at some point, and um, the course should have started in September. But the decision was already made at uh, the beginning of the year. So at April school, I decided to make a prank to her. <laughs> and I have to say that Greta gives a lot of satisfaction in this sense because you think that every time she will immediately catch that you are you are kidding, uh -huh. but this is not the case. I saw so you you really feel that she's really worrying and nervous, and that, that's 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 fantastic with her. <laughs> so I I, I I I contacted her on Skype and uh, I, I I said, okay, I, I have something to tell you. It's 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 quite important, but sorry, my my mic is not working, so we cannot talk. And I said that because uh, I was sure that I, if I would have talked to her, I would have started Laugh. immediately laughing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and she, uh, yeah, yes, yes, tell me, please tell me. And I said, okay, uh, the, there might be an issue with, with the course that is going to start in September because uh, I might not be available for a while because um, it might be that something will happen in more or less nine months from now. So I'm not, and she said, are you pregnant? <laughs> and they said, hey, please, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I also uh, like, like to, to, to do some, you know, pranks uh, with my friends mm -hmm. and colleagues. Uh, quite known for that, by the way. <laughs> uh, that was a very good one. <laughs> I think she could, I think <laughs> she, for a second, she, she maybe had she, she, yeah, freaks, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I, I think you also had some little adventure in London. Um, yeah, yes, exactly. So then, then, uh, yeah, she, of course, she, she, um, she was happy about this, this joke. <laughs> but, and then, and then she, she went to London. Uh, I think uh, she left London in September. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, in, in January of the uh, next year, I, I went and visited her in London. Uh, she, she asked me, would you like to come and visit me for a couple of days? We can work a little bit and then enjoy London. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can visit some places. And I said, yes, yes, sure, for sure. And then I went and visited her for, I think, three to four days, something uh -huh. like this. I went to her place. Uh, she was living in a, in a village 
close to London, but not in London. So you had to take the train from this village to go to the London center mm -hmm. to, let's say, half an hour. Mm. And then we had very good time. We were working a bit, visiting a bit. I mean, very, I mean, very, a very nice experience. But then the last day I had the flight late in the evening. Uh, so we made the plan. So mm. we said, okay, uh, let's do like this. Uh, we will leave in the morning with your luggage and then we will go to London. Mm. Uh, you will leave the luggage at the train station when we will arrive to the train station. Then we will go around the city, visit a little bit the city. And then when it's time to go for you to the airport, you will go to the train station, pick up your luggage and then take the train, go to the airport and go home. Okay. So, yeah, good. Perfect. So okay, then in the morning, uh, I wake up, I, um, I prepared my luggage and then I put it in the car. We went to the station, uh, went to the station, went on the train. We sit down on the train and uh, when we sit down, uh, Grazie told me, where is your luggage? I said, well, come on, because I was in my mind, I didn't say that, but in my mind, I was saying, come on, she's always forgetting everything. Well, come on, I said, Grazie, my, my luggage is in the car. Oh my God, my God, <laughs> we're like, in the car. So we, we tried to, to, to run, run out of the train before the train uh, was leaving, uh -huh. but we didn't, so we didn't succeed. So, <laughs> the, so the plan was gone. So at the end, what we did was we, we went to London, we visited a bit, but then we came back, picked up the, my, my baggage, and then I, I, I yeah. returned back to London again. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, you have also the, the, Graph optimization conference story. Go, ah, yes, yeah. This, yeah. This, this, this is this is also another. Mm, uh, this was a, a very nice experience. Um, in two, 2014, uh, we organized in Sirmione, which is a very beautiful place on the on the Lake of Garda, so close to Brescia. We organized this conference, a Go conference. Uh, Go uh, means Graph Optimization Conference. Mm -hmm. Typically, these conferences are, are organized for celebrating um, some colleagues, some famous colleagues. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the, the, the one we organized in Sibirna, we were celebrating three colleagues, and one of them was Grazie. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was me and Luca uh, mm -hmm. who organized. We were the local organizers. It was me and, and Luca organizing this conference there. And of course, we did it because we wanted to, to celebrate as, at best Grazie uh, because we, we, I mean, we, we had to, to kind of say thank to her in the best possible way. And the event was, was a success. The place was absolutely fantastic. I think it was one one in which they had the, the highest peak of participants because of the place, it's, it's mm -hmm. really beautiful. And then um, during that conference, I didn't give any scientific presentation, but I prepared, again, with the help of Luca, who is also organizing with me the conference, I prepared a talk that I gave during the conference dinner. Mm -hmm. And it was a talk, uh, about Grazia. So I was talking about Grazia, about uh, the di different uh, funny stories, and uh, uh, it was super great. Uh, it was so great that uh, some friends, I colleague, years afterwards, they told me, well, that talk was the, my, the best talk <laughs> ever. <laughs> so it seems that 
my best talk ever is mm-hmm. not a scientific one, but it was the one uh-huh. of this conference. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, the stories you described, uh, it's, uh, uh, it, I mean, they're a perfect, perfect example of uh, healthy partnership. And even though uh, uh, you worked with her and she was, she was your mentor for a long time, but still uh, the, 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 the bond and all the friendship developed. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that was crucial for the success you, you have in producing many papers and supervising students and so on. So that is- Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I mean, uh, we, 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 um, um, we've always worked perfectly together. We understand each other perfectly. Uh, and uh, the key of the successful relation has been on my side, uh, I mean, she has always, of course, at, at the very beginning, now less, of course, but she has always guided me. Uh-huh. She has a lot of, uh, let's say, um, positive attitude. Uh-huh. One of the things is that she she can um, identify uh-huh. what are interesting problems, interesting, uh, yeah, directions, uh-huh. research that you should investigate. Uh-huh. So she has always been a guide in this direction. Uh, she's an extremely hard worker. So uh, this, we had a lot of fun together, but we also worked a lot mm-hmm. because uh, I mean, uh, it, it, this was always clear since the very beginning for everyone in our group. Mm-hmm. You have to work a lot. I mm-hmm. mean, if you are a member of the group of uh, Grazia, you have to work a lot. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we were enjoying the working because of this uh, really friendly and uh, also collaborative uh, relationship. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very nice. So uh, you you spent three years uh, doing postdoc uh, and you worked on the inventory routing problem, a very challenging variant of VRPs. Yeah, right. Yeah, this this was a project that we we started uh, during my postdoc period. So I finished the PhD in 2002. And then I had this postdoc position again in the University of Brescia. And at that time, Gilbert Laporte came and visit us, visited us. And he proposed this, uh, this challenging problem, inventory routing problem. And um, the, 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 the group was composed by Gilbert, of course, Grazia, Luca, mm-hmm. and, and me. And of course, I was the young member of the group, so I was the one that uh, in charge of the, the coding part. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so yes, they, they, they described me the problem. I said, yeah, that's extremely interesting and challenging. I said, well, just one thing. I, I during during my PhD thesis, I was coding heuristics mainly heuristics. Mm-hmm. So I was not an expert in Excel properties. So I said, okay, let's go for a heuristic because. I'm, I'm, I have no experience in exit approaches like, for example, branch and cut. But then at the end, we, we, we did a branch and cut. <laughs> uh, yes. The story uh, repeats. They, they said, no, okay. And then, then, then the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the story repeated. But again, uh, as for the first time, this was an excellent choice because then we came up with the first branch and cut algorithm for the inventory routing problem, which is one of the, I think it's not one of the, it's the, my most cited paper. Nice. Yeah. 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 Also, you, you uh, finally got a position uh, mm-hmm. in Brescia, right? Yeah. Uh, 
in 2005. Yes. Yes. Also, at that time, you were developing also other interesting collaborations. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. Um, something uh, that I like to 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 share with you. Uh, I, I collaborated with, uh, of course, a part of the colleagues from Brescia, Grazia, and all the other colleagues. I collaborated with many other um, colleagues from different countries. Uh, but uh, one of the most um, long-standing collaboration, but also the, one of the most fruitful collaboration, uh, is the one with Dominique Feuillet from 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 France, from Economie de Saint Etienne in Gardanne, in France. Mm -hmm. We met each other when we were PhD students. We are more or less the same age, uh, so we met when we were PhD students. Uh, I attended these. Um, there was at the time a, a very interesting series of, um, of uh, workshops dedicated only to PhD students. They were called ORP free mm -hmm. workshops. This one was in Paris and the idea of this workshop was just for PhD students and the organizers were, so you as PhD students, you submitted your, your topic, your, mm -hmm. your talk, and the organizers were pairing the students on the basis of the, of the topic. So you were paired with another student, so you were the discussant of the talk of the other student and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And Dominique was my discussant. Oh. So yeah, yeah. So we met there, I, I think this was in 2001. So we met there for the first time. And then uh, later on, years later, uh, we, we, we kept being in contact. But years later, we started collaborating. Um, if I remember correctly, our first paper, our first joint paper was on a routing problem with profits. And then we continued, I'm still working with him. And uh, this, this is one of the uh, yeah, best collaboration outside the group of Brescia that I had. Uh -huh. uh, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So now, now it's my turn to tell a story. Uh, yeah. We, we uh, we met for the first time in 2011 and mm. uh, I mean, you were already there, well established uh, and, you know, your, your career was just, uh, you know, uh, doing really well. And uh, I was just starting. Uh, and then we met in the conference. There, was there were very famous people around. And in the very first day, we sat together in the, to, to have dinner mm. on the same table. And you sat very next to me. So I, at that time, I was, you know, seeing so many famous people and I was kind of uh, labeling them according to the problem or for the, <laughs> the VRP variant they're famous for. And instead of greeting you as a normal human being, say, hi, hello, ciao, something like that, I just said, split delivery. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I think you, you, for a second or two, you were a bit confused. I said, this guy must be really weird, but you were very <laughs> polite and kind and said, yes, yes. <laughs> and then we started talking. And then uh, I, I told you that we were working on the problem uh, with, uh, with a friend of mine, Marcus, uh, Marcus Melo Silva. You, you met him later on, the guy with the long hair, very funny guy. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then you were very interested in, in the work and I was very happy. I mean, uh, uh, maybe it was not the most uh, polite way, if you will, to start a conversation, mm -hmm. but it, it, it built up nicely. And then I told you, no, we started working. Then you, what are you doing? And then we, we, we exchanged some uh, uh, information. We, we discussed a bit. 
And uh, I'm, I'm very glad because uh, David Pissinger was just in front of me and I didn't, and I didn't greet him saying knapsack. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I realized, oh, okay, that is not the best way to approach someone, but still, uh, uh, but then years later, we got the, our paper on the split delivery published and it's, to, it's still to date, the, the, I think the state of the art heuristic for the problem. And I could never imagine that we'll reach uh, such nice results and so on. Uh, but yeah, uh, but I remember you were, you were super nice. Uh, Grazie also super nice to me at that conference. So uh, apparently I have this uh, tendency to, to, to connect well with Italians. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you, you became associate professor in 2014. And then after five years or so, you left. And yeah. many people were surprised by that. So. Can you tell me how yeah. was the process? Yeah, uh, yes, uh, this was indeed a tough decision. Um, yeah, I became, as you mentioned, associate professor in 2014. And uh, I don't know whether you, I'm in Italy now, the process is that first you need to get the habilitation for being associate or full. And then uh, you need to find a position. Uh, when a university opens a position, you apply. This is the, the, the process. So I got my habilitation as full professor in 2017. Uh, and then, but then I, I realized that, um, yeah, the, there were, let's say, no opportunities for becoming full uh, in Brescia or more generally in, in Italy. Unfortunately, uh, um, but this was because of the situation, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was starting wondering maybe I should me take the, the 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 opportunity for i mean looking for an experience outside outside italy at this point because there was no possibility in italy so um, i i shared my folks with with grazia so she she was aware about that um and that is also something i i, I appreciated a lot uh, because uh, of course she was sad about this kind of decision, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I've been, I know her since 1994. Mm -hmm. We've been, we were, we were been working together since uh, the, 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 the time I was a PhD, since my master's thesis in 97. I started my master's thesis in 97, so uh, more than 20 years that we were working together. So she was sad to hear that I was considering the, the, the possibility of, of moving. But uh, but I mean, I, but I was sure about the fact that uh, she would have understood my point of view, and it is what what happened. So um, uh, yes, she, she was sad, but she started giving me suggestions mm -hmm. and support mm -hmm. and support. So it was a tough decision also for me. Mm -hmm. uh, but then uh, there was this this opportunity uh, that came out the the, the position at at the SEC. Mm -hmm. um, so I saw the announcement of this position in in uh, October twenty nineteen, mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. I applied, and there was uh, you know the, the procedure: you send your TV, and then if you are selected, you go for an interview, and then they interview all the uh, people in the in the shortlist. Mm -hmm. And uh, in around let's say uh, end of April, I, I received the 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 information say that I was I, I was selected. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and so I decided to accept. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then this was this was the the, the story. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So in terms, yes, in terms of of my, let's say my links. Uh, with 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 the with the Brescia world because it's there where where I spent my entire professional life. life. Yeah. Yes, yeah, they're still strong, of course. I'm still working. Uh, still have strong connection with with, with the, all the members of the group and especially Grazia. And mm -hmm. as I was mentioning earlier, uh, she, I mean, she, she she was really supportive mm -hmm. also in mm -hmm. my decision. She understood my point of view. Yeah, yeah. Of course, she was sad. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, you were very transparent to her, and and she understood, and she she gave you support, yeah. and that's that's what friends are for in the end. So yes, yes, yeah. yes. So it's yeah. uh, it's a very nice. I mean, it's a little bit uh, heartbreaking, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it's uh, but it's uh, perfectly understandable. Uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, I have a feeling that. Uh, the fact that your mom did not fully support your decisions uh, somewhat contributed to the success in your life. <laughs> it probably made you strong and uh, you're definitely very assertive as well. Were these characteristics enough to prevent you from suffering any gender issues? Okay, this is uh, a very good, good question. Um, uh, so first, yes, I think that um, uh, the fact that my mom did not agree with me in two in two very important decisions in my life because the first one was uh, continuing the study the second one was getting married so she did not agree and i was i i, I it was the first time when i was 19 that I, I i took a strong decision that going against what she wanted mm -hmm. Uh, that that is definitely contributing in, in uh, making me stronger than i was Probably uh, I, I was already, everybody told me that I'm a strong person. Uh, so probably I was already like this, but this helped me a lot in this way. Um, and also the fact that she did not agree when I, went, when I, when I got married. But I think that um, it was also extremely important for me uh, to see that even if she did not agree, uh, she was then she completely changed her mind when she saw that I was right. So this was also important for me because this, I think, uh, I, I learned that I have to, to, to believe in what I want, even if someone as important in my mind does not agree. But if I believe it is, it is the right thing, it is correct, uh, I should continue, even if there are difficulties. And I, I think this, this was extremely important. Um, going to the, the, the gender issue, uh, yeah, I think that this helped me a lot. Um, generally speaking, I have to say that this experience me, with my mom helped me a lot. Uh, professionally speaking, uh, yeah, I have to come back again to Grazia. I was, uh, I was, and I'm happy to come back again to that. I was very, very lucky, extremely lucky from this point of view. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, because uh, she has been my mentor from the be very beginning. Mm -hmm. She's a lady, she's strong, 
she's really determined. So I had her as an example, and I was noticing that she succeeded in what she wanted to do. Of course, she, she was always very engaged, she, very dedicated, passion to what she was doing, and she succeeded. Uh, she has been dean of the faculty, which was really uh, I mean, something not common at all at that time. So um, this this helped me a lot because I I think I've never even realized gender issue mm. because of that yeah. because I had her. So I was simply relaxed, always relaxed in any situation. Never felt like, okay, I'm a woman, I might be disadvantaged. No, I was not feeling that. Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel that. And this helps a lot because then if you don't think that you might be disadvantaged, you continue your way. And I think also the other, the, the other person, males or females, they, 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 they see that mm -hmm. you have, you have no, you are, you're, let's, yeah. let's say you are not insecure. Mm -hmm. You don't have, you have no doubt. We are going on with, with what you want or what you think you want to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was extremely helpful for me. In fact, I have to say that in my career, um, I, uh, I personally have no uh, negative experience mm -hmm. related to gender. Dis I was never disadvantaged or I was never feeling in a, let's say. Or you never realized uh, that you were in a disadvantage. Never realized that yeah. I was maybe in a disadvantage or a difficult position. Mm -hmm. right. and I think it's because of that. Yeah. And also because uh, Grazing was tight, and my mom of the society, who has only been the mm -hmm. strong member of the family. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. So finally, uh, yeah. you are uh, an associate editor of several important journals, as, as I mentioned in, in the beginning. Uh, I would like to hear your views on the current editorial policy concerning our journals, especially when compared to other fields. Okay, uh, yeah, this is, this is a very important topic and, uh, and uh, I thank you for, for asking me this question. Um, yeah, uh, I think we, as an OR community, uh, we, are experience, uh, the, the, we are experiencing the, the current trend which is going in the direction of AI, machine learning, data-driven methodologies that are optimization or data driven whatever methodology it is we we have seen recently these three brilliant young colleagues who got free chairs in canada related to ai and they are all from oi mm -hmm. and they got this position so uh, there is this trend moving in the direction of these topics the the, the ai and machine learning community is growing a lot they are, they are eating us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, we, as a operations research community, we are not growing in the same way. This is this is my opinion. Mm -hmm. I do not want to say that we we have to go in the AI direction or in the machine learning direction. I, I don't want to say that. But 
I think that we should open our community to research topics that are more are, are broader, in a sense. Application-oriented. Uh, uh, Application-oriented, exactly. Mm -hmm. So the society so, can uh, better understand the contributions of OR. Exactly, exactly. Because um, one might claim, okay, there are journals that accept these kind of papers. First, the main point is that the top journals, they typically don't. They, 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 in a sense, many of them are still more related to what we can call um, contribution, methodological contribution, mm -hmm. uh, closely related to the scientific methodological contribution uh, of the paper itself. Mm -hmm. And this is good. I love them. I love these kind of I think we all love them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. All, yeah. Well, we all yeah. love them. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> So I think we should continue. We should push for this contribution. Definitely, this is our job, and this is the beauty of our job, and this is beauty of OR and what we are doing. But uh, the journals mainly uh, should open and try to include these new trends, new problems, application, being closer to what's going on in the world. I mean. I'm I'm working since the very beginning in routine line logistics. Now they did e-commerce is completely, uh, I mean, reshaping the mm -hmm. the logistic and distribution environment. Mm -hmm. We should definitely go into. Yeah, we are because mm -hmm. the community is active on that. And what I'm noticing, what I'm noticing, given that I'm involved in the editorial board of european and but also influence journals mm -hmm. i'm noticing that the journals are indeed moving in that direction maybe the the point is that we are not moving as fast as the ai or machine learning community mm -hmm. is doing so there is this risk of being let's say kind of ob obscured by them yeah, because yeah. they are they are let's say uh, on mainstream, a lot of and there's a hype also. So yeah, it's very hard. Yeah. So so it's good that this trend has started. In important journals, uh, also, uh, we should continue. Um, maybe also accelerate a bit because the others are going very fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Also, yeah. when you ask a student uh, what what he wants to study, and yeah. sometimes uh, going through the methodological uh, aspect of OR in the sense of devising a very advanced exact and heuristic algorithms for a, a classical variant or you know uh, using artificial instances might not be that attractive when compared to you know uh, real life applications where you can see uh, uh, you know the results that are more connected with, real with the reality and working perhaps with even real life data and so on as you said so uh, it's it's uh, it's tough to compete uh, against this. Yes, uh, it's tough to compete. But I think we have we have all the expertise and all the everything that is needed to compete mm -hmm. and to be there in this environment. Uh, I mean, many colleagues are there. Yeah? Okay, uh, when if if you look at the people working in Amazon, uh -huh. we have a lot of famous or professors yeah, working. I, I have friends working because there. We have, Exactly, because we have the expertise. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of, I mean, continuing 
and insisting on this yeah. and also discussing i think mm -hmm. uh i mean that now that now the, the community has realized it's moving i hope it it will continue and maybe going a little bit faster than yeah. what it is doing right now well claudia uh, i would like to thank you for your time okay. it was wonderful to have you here grazie mille uh, I mean, uh, to learn all the stories and uh, those with Grazia, especially, they're <laughs> awesome. Uh, I mean, you made my day. Uh, I'm so happy for that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Grazie mille a te. Grazie. And um, I, I, was, uh, I, was, I want to thank you a lot for, for giving me this opportunity. Uh, as I said, this is a great initiative. I had the opportunity of, of talking about my life, of what has been really important for me in my professional life and uh, yeah I, i'm really happy to share this this yeah. with you and with, the, with all the community of subject yeah. yes. thank you so much claudia I, I had a blast uh i hope uh you know things improve soon uh, with respect to the pandemic and uh yeah. and i wish you uh all the best in in, in your life in paris and let's keep in touch and looking forward to, to collaborating with you at some point. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Grazie. Grazie. Ciao. 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 Bye. Ciao. Bye bye. Bye.